0: What up, what up?
1: <laughs> What's good you
0: trying to sound all cool for? Well hey, good. Nobody sounds cool, bro. <laughs> Niggas sound tired. But anyway, man, welcome back. It's gonna be the season finale. One punch podcast, our first go around. It's been a little minute, man, just a little update. For, well, for me at least I've started a new job A lot of family stuff going on You know, coronavirus Everybody's excuse Stuff like that, man But We're back to finish the season I think Nico started a new job as well Yeah We all We we all really You know, sort of progressing To be honest all Right, so it's good It was a It was a break You know, we're sad that it happened But it's something that needed to happen for all the right reasons. Which is pretty rare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens is just cause. Niggas lay though. Yeah. Where's, I don't, I don't see.
0: I'm looking for, um. Notes. I don't see it. Yeah, yeah, where, where do you? I'm looking at it right now. I think oh, you accepted. I don't know. Oh, I see I see it, I see it. I don't know if, oh, see okay. see don't know see if you if had ever accepted it or anything. Yeah, I found it. All right, man. So this probably, this more so just kind of like a recap episode, just kind of like where we started at, and where we're at now. When we first started, we had, I had to FaceTime Nico, and he had to record us off a laptop. And if you listen to the first couple episodes, you could probably hear it. It's
1: <laughs>
0: <That's> funny. <laughs> we <could> have <laughs> come a long way. Right. And really the only reason why we found the way we do it now is because I'm cheap, and I didn't want to pay for SoundCloud, so I went on Google, and here we are. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah
1: SoundCloud shows for a, a premium account. Yeah, I didn't want to pay charge, that. like <clears throat> seventeen a month.
0: Did not want to pay that. But luckily, this one's a little bit better. And so, kind of, let's just kick it off some of our favorite topics of the season. I'm gonna go with my first one is kind of just naming top five fights of all time anime wise that's probably my favorite topic and i think that's some do we have shack on that episode too right mm-hmm. see i think though i think that's the reason why that's my favorite episode is not because well obviously anime but the other reason is because you and Shaq kind of gave the insight on the fight that you guys enjoyed. and like i said it's some we didn't watch so many anime you kind of forget certain things or certain fights so that was kind of nice refresher for me
1: you know what well, crazy enough crazy enough that was before me and Shaq came down to Houston so you hadn't yet seen the King
0: versus, uh. I forgot about that Nico and Shaq definitely did come down here for a weekend and forced me to watch the rest of Hunter x Hunter but I would definitely say put that's this nigga on
1: game, y'all. I, we put this nigga back on game. I would, <laughs> he put me on the show, but never <laughs> got to that point in the show.
0: No, because, bro, like, when some goat, like, weird happens in the show, I, like, get off of it. So, when. Yeah, I mean, I
1: didn't understand that, but I
0: mean. Okay, like, when bro, I saw, look. He. Because, <laughs> look, when I saw the clips, cause, you know, like, Instagram and stuff, it has the clips. So I saw the clips of Gone as, like, an adult fighting P2. So, I'm thinking, because, mind you, where I was at in the anime, they're still kids. So, I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. somehow, a time skip or just, like, a hundred more episodes. I'm thinking, so, if the ants attack while he's a kid and he's an adult in this video, so the ants just took over for 20 years and just gone come back for a vengeance. And I didn't really want to see that. So, I definitely paused on watching. But... Uh
1: I don't know. <laughs> I get the explanation, in the same thing. Yeah. Like how do you, how, I ain't never seen no anime where somebody um, times
0: skips? That's what I'm saying, bro. Nope. That's why, like, bro, I'm not about to watch them fight the ants for 20 years and he comes back. Like, I ain't want to do all that. I didn't want to watch a time skip. It was crazy too, bro. Cause I remember. This nigga, Bonnie, kept telling me over
1: and over and over, watch Hunter Hunter, watch Hunter Hunter. I kept saying, bro, it looks so gay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, let me rephrase. I
1: actually, I don't want to i want to um i take that back i mean no disrespect to the lgbtq community or anything like that i apologize for even using that as a derogatory term uh well really what i meant to say it just looked lame like the drawing in the very beginning the first episode didn't draw me in first two really but, but i was just like i think this i told supposed you, to exactly do. So like, do you
0: i think i told you got to get through something because the beginning part and i uh, really until they start the hunter exam you kind of gotta just roll with the punches
1: yeah and like um I remember he told me, it was like, this same dude who did UU, and I was like, ain't no way this dude did UU, I could show this lame garbage right here, but as soon as you get to the journey to the Hunter exam, yes. you know what I'm saying, it's like an exam in itself, and I was like, okay, this is kind of similar to the tuning exam, mm-hmm. all right, I'm interested, except, you know, it pre- it predates the tuning exams, actually, so, anything they took that from that. them, because,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, uh, Hunter Hunter was actually written in the 90s, yep. I seen some uh, of the
0: and art started in the 2000s. That's crazy. But I think they re it came out in the 90s but I think they redid it. Cuz I've seen some of the older drawings of uh Killer's grandpa. What's his name? Mhm. Zeno. Zeno. Yeah, I thought that was it. Yeah, I seen like some earlier drawings and it definitely looked Dragon Ball Z ish the way they drew it. Yeah, they, they
1: redrew it, but, like, nothing changed in terms of content and story. They redrew it for the 2011 re-debut of the show. But, like, it's crazy because I I, would, I did not want to watch That's one thing I can not say, too. Having friends who watch anime means, you know what I'm saying, folks don't try to put you on anime. And, like, there's been a, quite a few that I started watching I wouldn't have watched without these. And this is probably one of my favorites. <laughs> Which, um, speaking of one of my favorite topics and discussions, when we were breaking down the Khmer Ant art.
0: That arc is lit, but I. Whew, that's, we, that arc might be the we, best in we anime probably, history. We probably given that. We probably given a hunter hunter, and that arc in general like three or four episodes. Not even gonna lie, might be more. It's that good. It is that yeah, good. It's that good. And so, just oh. a couple things we have in store for next season. Just some things so people have something to look out for we're going to try to do maybe we're going to try to collab with some anime accounts on Instagram Twitter, maybe have like a, a forum on Instagram on Instagram Live, we're going to try to have more guests on the show um, let me think, what else, what's some other things you want to try to do next season Nico, we're just brainstorming here on the episode some- um,
1: we're definitely going to continue our Black Women in Sports um, we actually had a couple more guests planned, but a couple of them actually play in the WNBA and they're in the bubble right now Right. so the opportunity kind of vanished because um, at the time the season hadn't been decided on yet for the WNBA and so they were willing to do it but then things started back up so they were um, not able to as much shouts to both ladies I'm sure we'll be able to get them on after the season ends for them and then um, we had a couple other women black women in sports too who just um weren't able to, to get the time Alright, that's okay we'll, we'll get them
0: in. we'll get them don't worry about it I feel like that might have been one of our better parts so don't get me wrong COVID-19 has been a horrible thing for the world stay in wear your mask social distance six feet apart but that happening and taking away sports gave us the chance to start that segment. so mm-hmm. shining light in a storm you know might be a bad way to put that but because <laughs> the
1: shine of light could just
0: be lightning. Should have had Shaq on the episode. Cause I definitely watched like an episode of maybe two of Saint Seiya. Is that art? It's okay. It just gives me Ronin Warrior vibes. Anybody out there watch Ronin Warriors? I think it's also called Super Samurai Troopers. um The sub, the and the Japanese version—that's the name of it. But if you ever watched Ronin Warriors, the animation, the exact same. Um, I don't want to say the plot is the same, but it kind of is. They draw their power from suits of armor. Obviously, one yeah. has to do with like Greek mythology, and I believe um, Ronin Warrior. I think they their suits their suit power is, like more the nature. So. But other than that, they're pretty much the same anime. But I watched two episodes; it wasn't bad i don't see how and also it's about a group of five even though i don't get it in the um make a lot of noise (laughs) my bad bro i'm uh,
1: getting a container for this uh i made cream of wheat because i break my fast tomorrow because right now i can't i can't eat no um i can't eat any solid foods because my braces
0: braces wow yeah yeah don't let me see that yeah, my teeth hurt so bad, bro. Oh my god. But I can't eat nothing solid yet. But so back to what I was saying, yeah. I gave Saint Seiya a shot. It's not bad. Ronin Warrior vibes, so I don't know if I'm gonna go back to it so fast. And then also, me and Nico was talking about this so like a week ago. I don't know about anybody that's listening or that watches anime. Anything like that, but I'm a big fan of the original Digimon series Agumon, Gabumon, Ty, Matt, Sora, all Digimon, them. I'm a digital monsters. I'm a big fan, and they actually, well, actually, they've came out with a lot of stuff. They have the new series when they're in high school, kind of growing up. Mm-hmm. They have the series where they redid the first original ones with Ty, Matt, and all those and then they also just came out with a new movie which is kind of the last go around of the team haven't watched it yet but i'm going to i was going to watch the sub version but the dub version comes out in a couple months so i might wait for that cuz i prefer to be like dubbed i don't want to read and watch at the same time dude listen i watch so i think i think it's gotten
1: to the point now like we watch so much anime i'm sure you can attest to this too bro i keep
0: my subtitles on it doesn't matter what i'm watching Sometimes, yeah, I'll definitely keep the subtitles on, but I—that's why I kind of I mean, don't. Cause like I'm such a fan of the original Digimon, I just want—I don't want to have to read anything. I just want to sit there and enjoy it. So my two options are either waiting or learn Japanese, and I'm not learning Japanese, so I have to wait. <laughs> well. <laughs> See, there's a difference. I'm, I'm going to watch that thing in, 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 in subs. And if it's far, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. <laughs> and the thing is, see, I kind of want to watch it because, as you probably know, and anybody there that's a big original series, Digimon fan, when things, after the original series ended, any series that came after that with the originals or any movie, if things go south, they always fuse Agumon and Gabumon and get, OmniMon, that's their go-to, no matter what. That's the Digimon. They're gonna let Matt and Ty handle it. But in this movie, it's their last go-around. And they out the foe must be so strong because they go to another evolution past like fusing. I think I believe it's the spirit evolution in the um the third Digimon series where they had the dad to go find the Digimon spirits and they themselves turn to a Digimon, but only Matt and Ty can do it. And the thing about this movie is they kind of go into, like, the history of the digi-destin, how they're picked, how the relationship rolls out. And actually, there's a point in time where the relationship between the Digimon and the human ends, and they basically forget about the Digimon. So that's why. And then um, it's like a thing pops up on the devices that, like, it's kind of like a time thing. And... As much time that they might have left on that making their Digimon Digivolve quick as that time up. So I might actually watch it tonight. Mm. I just got myself a little see, hype talking about it. Look at dude I'm exciting himself. Facts. Um see when I think about
1: um remakes or reboots and you know, seeing how they're rebooting Digimon, I wouldn't love to see a reboot of um I don't know if you remember this, but it's called Zoids.
0: Yeah, I remember Zoids because I I started rewatching it, but I've started to rewatch so many different enemies. That's the one where, like, the dude has, like, the, he like, has the only Zoid that has all the different battle armors and stuff.
1: Yeah, Liger Zero. Yeah, like, Dar, I would love to see a remake of that. I've still got a couple of VHSs, actually, of that, and it's quite a few enemies i like to see remade. Um, Yeah. Some things we can also we were talking about things you know looking forward to for next season. Yep. By next season, we should have had, we should will we'll will have had, um, the new Seven Deadly Sins Ooh, season. True that. That's supposed to drop either at the end of this month. It's either the end of this month or October. It's one of the two. That's all I've seen. I keep looking it up every day. Yeah. I've seen
0: consistently in October or at the end of August. Well, so. you heard it here first. I still need to catch up, so I need to start. Work on that actually. So season three, and also if there's any anime fans out there, anybody like me who prefers dubbed over sub Nico, you heard his. Name. We all prefer we
1: all prefer dubbed. I mean, I mean, it's just that you know you gotta make do what to do because the problem with getting dubbed is it always takes a year or two because you know they gotta whoever the rights are in terms of doing the voiceovers right. and stuff. You gotta get all them together and
0: everything well if anybody out there was looking for dubbed anime go to cartooncrazy.net it has it doesn't have everything but it has like 98.9 percent of everything just depending on what you want to watch yeah, yeah that's true i ain't gonna lie to y'all <laughs> i watched the entire command and art dubbed and i bet it hit dif- i bet it hit different in english yeah did yeah i is yeah it can't lie Yo, it was brother, i just know it hits bad different English because I like I'm talking about I camped out a
1: full day on that thing Bonnie sent me the link like the night before at like seven mm-hmm. he tweeted it to me man that next day I'm talking about soon as I got back I was on a uh, business trip as soon as I got back I'm talking about from like 11 a.m until like 11 p.m I've been the whole Summer in I'm talking about I got up. The only reason I stopped was because I had to shower, you know what I'm saying, to get stuff ready for work. Besides that, I was parked
0: on that site. But I told you, bro. I'm, I know it is different because I like the voices better in the dub over the sub. Like Killua, Gone. I just even, um, his his how do you say Hisoka? His, Hisoka? Yeah. <laughs> even his voice in the dub sounds way better than it does in the sub version. So, for me, I need to rewatch it, too, in English, to be honest. Because I know it hits different. I just... I'm kind of tired of, like... Man, like, it's so many anime sites. Like, even with the subscription to Crunchyroll, bro.
1: It's like you got to have subscription to Funimation to get the dub or the other stuff. Because, like... Have you even started JoJo's Bizarre Adventure yet? I just thought about that.
0: I think the one I've been watching is the newer one with the dude's son. I don't think I'm watching, like, the original old version. Okay, well... I, it sounds like you're in this part two
1: it's of just, JoJo's Bizarre, because part two is where he's fighting like the Pillarmen. That's that's the main enemy. They're called Pillarmen, and it's JoJo's either son or grandson. And
0: I think it's his son. And it's like yeah, then,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. that's about right. Okay, well then it's gonna take off. I promise. It's about to take you. Just you
0: really could have started with Stardust Crusaders. But I just I think because I think I started watching it on Hulu. But then when I went to Netflix, I think the, the one they have on Netflix is like with his dad and stuff. Like it's older. That's why I didn't know what you were talking about. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Like these dudes are doing? No, no, no. XYZ. Hulu, Hulu, Hulu has the entire
1: up to Steel Ball Run, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix only has like the first season. And you probably what happened was you probably got further on Hulu than you were on Netflix and didn't realize it, or you started in a different place on Hulu based off of what I had told yeah. you and so you might have started from the beginning on netflix which is where it's, mm. it's um that's where you get confused because like anybody who watches jojo's bizarre adventure can tell you like this is all family tree but they're all different time periods the first time period in the early 1800s fast forward the next time to 1920s then stardust crusaders like is the 70s 80s and it keeps going forward in time it's still the main thing being the joe uh the joe taro family but you know, just, that's that's such a cold anime. Also, have you have, have you ever watched Re Zero?
0: Re Zero? Yeah, R E. Then it's a semicolon zero. Uh-uh, I don't think so. I've seen it plenty of times though. Okay. Yeah,
1: somebody recommended that to me today. My job. Some dude heard me talking about anime and was like, "Bro,
0: I watch anime to too." I'm <laughs> <'Cause>, um, like, <laughs> "You're stupid." He said, "Bro, what do you watch?" Yeah. I think,
1: um. He hated. He hated the Khmer No, he hasn't even got to the Ant arc because he said uh, Hunter Hunter was so bad to him up until that point. But, um, what? I
0: mean, he talking, if he wa- I mean the if he's talking about Green Island, Green Island wasn't even that bad. It was just really confusing. Like I don't get the game rules.
1: I didn't. Get man, that board. whole arc. Only thing that was important about the arc was them learning more
0: about in, you know, and using men and all that yeah and developing their skills and yeah that's on that's really the them going to great island really got them right yeah
1: it's just i'm still tripping
0: off how nobody kills going for him using that stupid rock it takes him so long yeah that's that might be the only bad thing like at least i like even like Killua, his is instant like as soon as all you gotta do is recharge and then he's good to go yeah, dude, was, he talked with me about Fire Force. I don't know if you watched
1: that. Fire Force, started, is fire lit. Force is I've that only watched
0: a dude. couple episodes, but it's pretty lit. Bruh.
1: Uh, after Shaq told, told me to watch it, bruh, I went and watched it. Oh, my goodness. That is fire. Like, what I would do is every night after I got off work for, like, three, four days. Even night I get off work, I shower and everything. I take care of everything for the next day, bruh. I would just get in bed. Mm-hmm. put on fire force
0: and watch three four episodes that show is amazing yeah i'm gonna finish back watching it it's just that watching so many anime at once is a little man, a little man. taxing to it, be honest it is because you're trying to keep up with everything going on in multiple
1: shows and yes. your characters confused because you know a lot of these characters be the same Fact. just in a different show so i can see on that but the main things we'll have new anime for y'all you know that we'll be discussing um we're gonna do we were supposed to do it when we went down but uh we are kicking it too hard i guess Fact. <laughs> we're gonna try to do some live recording next time um i am we, we may have well no, nah, that wouldn't even be that'd be too soon because i'm not we're not sure yet but like uh bonnie and i may be linking up this weekend yeah too, so who knows
0: we'll see how that goes and kind of, we're going to switch it now because it's just a recap episode. We're kind of just giving you guys just a little bit of something. Not too much. We're going to switch it up now. And remember, that website is cartooncrazy.net. Don't put in .com.net. We're kind of going to switch it to sports. Kind of talk about just the return. Just some things we've seen. Because uh, even today, like, Ohio, like I'm a big Ohio State fan. They tweeted out their schedule. And I, as, as Nico said earlier... Well, you had to be on Twitter to see it but I don't think Ohio State will get into the playoffs Nah, yeah that, that schedule is hard that bro that <laughs> schedule is terrible. like those that schedules te- I even looked at it and we have like a week before the conference we have like two bye weeks bro like it's real weird like
1: yeah I mean he's just it's incredibly Ohio State is one of the teams that makes their the schedule with you know their out of conference play
0: facts that's important for us because obviously the Big the Big Ten is the Big Ten but in recent years the, the Big Ten is the Big Ten so the Big Ten been Ohio State that's been right. it honestly pretty much with a, a
1: smattering of Wisconsin here and there I guess but they, they fizzle on at the end of the season every year anyway so Fact. yeah it's, it's honestly it's just disproportionately stronger for the SEC because just being real the, the problem is here, when, when people talk, you know, strong conferences, everybody always talk about, you know, SEC versus Big Ten. SEC West versus Big Ten. What division is, um, who is that, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State? What is that, the Legends?
0: No, that was what, it used to be that back in the day, but now it's like East and West. When they first made the conference, it was like Legends versus something. Leaders? I don't know, bro. It was real weird. Well, yeah, and it's just like, honestly, you know what I'm saying?
1: You can argue maybe even that the Big Ten and some of these other conferences have, <sighs> hurt. you can even argue that um they have more depth than the SEC, but the issue is the SEC is so strong at its top. Right. You can't do nothing
0: about it. And then really, even at the top and even when you trickle down, because some of them seven or five teams that the uh, SEC has is only a product of their conference if like, there with anywhere yeah, else in the country 12-1 sure. and 10-2 oh yeah we talked to your boy about it uh the, the former quarterback tommy yeah we talked to him about that like i said the former mississippi state quarterback excuse me yes sir um, he just signed we talked to con- him about that he just signed his contract with the saints actually he'll be wearing like number one i think yes, yes sir would love to see it.
1: oh yeah we got the we got the breath from uh the breath from iowa who plays who starts for the vikings
0: Oh yeah, coming on the show next season too. Yeah, be on the lookout. And then Man. also, like I said on Twitter, I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, if the playoffs were just all SEC and maybe a Pac twelve, maybe in Oklahoma or something. Like I would be surprised for a Big Ten team to get in. I know, but I know deep down, some of these conferences, like the Pac-12, were a half beat.
1: Because they knew they had, they had to play, like, SEC teams in their first games of the season. And we knew what
0: Alabama was going to do to USC. Oh, that's going to be – they might have – they're going to do uh, USC bad. I do like USC's quarterback, though. I like his story and how he played last year, so I'm a fan. I'm Yo, what's up with
1: – what's up with Georgia? They got two – two uh, – they got two quarterbacks, you know, who transferred in. They got oh boy, uh, Jamie Newman, who they recruited from from uh, Wake Forest. Then they brought in the former USC quarterback who lost his starting job, JTJ.
0: You know, he got hurt. He got yeah, that he got healthy.
1: Slovis was too good. Right.
0: But, I mean, that's the thing about sports, though. Like, you can't really get mad at that. Like, earn your job. Yeah, I just feel like they're doing too. I don't know, man. They don't have, I don't know. They'll be set for the future moving forward, I guess, the way. Right. But so, how do you? F- oh not know, man. How do you feel about the WNBA and the NBA bubble so far?
1: I've enjoyed both. I've been honestly, I've been very surprised with the level of play in the bubble in yeah. the club. I've the bubble because that's what they like to call it
0: on Twitter. At least, uh, um, yeah, it's been some good games, especially like I, I mean, when you saw, did you see Mello last night, you hit that game winner. Yes, sir. And people are trying yes, sir. to say Melo's washed up. Well, okay, let's
1: let's be clear on one thing. Melo's been balling now, he but during hoping. the season, I mean, it was yeah, no, it wasn't until this season he was hooping. Let's be real though, the last couple seasons he's been worse than some part. Now, I'm not taking away uh, from Melo. I mean, you know, in the same vein, let's be realistic here. I don't know.
0: I mean, I guess it just took a while for his style of basketball to like, to find a role for him to like, change it. Because obviously, we've seen Melo like, Mr. Bucket, like give him the ball move out the way. But in this day and age in the NBA, it's not really about the whole ISO. Because you, like you see players like West, Virginia, you saw James Harden score 50, 55, 60, and still lose by 10. You know what I'm saying? So having that... That one player, everybody.
1: There's two stat hunting niggas on the same team. You said what? There's two stat hunting niggas on the same team. But yeah, no, you're right, though. You're right. It it took the perfect, you know, situation for him. It's just like Melo had to learn with the current way Mm -hmm. the league is played. He can't live on the mid-range jumpers and ISO no more. Number one, he's not the same player nor athlete Mm -hmm. he once was so and he was gonna have to accept being a third fourth or maybe even fifth fiddle on a a decent team he's accepted that role and he learned he was gonna have to basically be a spot-up shooter now this is dame and cj show they're gonna attack they're gonna get theirs and then you play off of that so now he's finally accepted that role he lost a lot of weight because as we know Melo had got a little facts Melo
0: definitely looks a lot skinnier watching the game yesterday I have well I've been watching a lot of it actually. I'm not gonna say I haven't watched as much as I wanted to. I've watched a decent amount of the bubble so far. WNBA and the uh NBA. Who was the um I believe she played at Oregon. She's been she was hooping in the bubble. Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah. She was yeah. number one pick.
1: I she wrote
0: that ain't go bad. bad but before that she was hooping. <laughs> man for sure you
1: know you hate to see the injury and then the wobble I am in mean, the links are four on one the sparks have looked good so have uh, the, the mercury I mean just the level of play has been pretty high considering the amount of uh, women who opted not to play this year.
0: I need her then, um, I don't know man I've yeah surprised. a lot of them just brought their kids along with them too yep uh, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying the digital content we're
1: getting out of these. The, the NBA being in the bubble. And here's the craziest part a lot of us, myself included, still think the NBA and WNBA probably shouldn't play the season. But here's the thing the, they look like the smartest league by doing it in the bubble. They haven't had I any positive tests, um, none of that. In the MLB, there have been two teams in the last two weeks that've I saw that have had I believe the St. St.
0: Louis Cardinals had like 13. And I saw. Yep, and the Marlins I saw had like a report, 17. Uh, earlier today I actually said the nba have had no positive results since um their tests in the end of july yeah they, they haven't had any since they've been in the bubble actually no they had
1: in the first week they had like seven but after that they haven't had any so they've been good WNBA has been good meanwhile baseball had multiple outbreaks in soccer there've been multiple outbreaks i guarantee oh yeah the nfl's had Lots of players who tested
0: for it already. I don't you even know like, how that's good. Either either there won't be an NBA season or it's going to be like back in the 80s when they had those replacements.
1: Yeah, I see what you're talking not about. To, yeah, not to that it. big of an I extent, but
0: it's definitely going to be a lot of people that are playing play on a regular circumstance. Which isn't bad in my eyes. Like, get mm-hmm. it, a lot of guys' time to shine. I mean, coaches got to look at players with, oh, really with open eyes. Even even if your team doesn't right. have any impact players out or anything like that, you never know when uh, a Mike Evans might catch it or a JJ Watt or just one of these star players. And then you got to look, and then the next man up scenario plays into it. Now you got to be more so than ever now you got to be real focused in and believe in your whole team where back in the day you not back in the day like past season you might be okay well like he's okay but I don't really got to worry about him playing too much you really got to be confident with all 53 players on the active roster right and then also
1: here's the other thing what do you think is going to happen on the NCAA level? Because just today, all, the, all NCAA D two and D three uh, announced they won't have any fall sports seasons. So, and we already saw the HBCUs, which is D one AA, yeah. can, or D one A, whatever. They already announced they moved their seasons to Miac and the Swat to the spring. So, are, you gotta wonder, you know, is this gonna happen at the the regular, you know, FBS level or not? Because I think that, yeah, the FCS, I think the FCS has done that too. You have to wonder what's going to happen. I say that because if every other level of football besides professionals who are being paid billions to risk it essentially are doing that, and what conscience can they try to force these boys to do it? And that's why we saw what's happening right now. All the Pac-12 players came together. They released a a list of demands saying, you know, they're going to boycott. They will not play football. They won't attend any camps or anything or any for any sports until they get these demands met, which included getting half of the half of the revenue distributed to the players for every sport in the Pac-12. Plus they wanted safer, they wanted more testing, better, safer guidelines regarding how they're gonna deal with playing during this pandemic. It was just some really good stuff. They wanted things in place strictly for black players, you know, my, I, not even minorities, like strictly for the black players. You know, I respect that because I feel like just being real, every time we identify people of color, nobody stands yeah, up for us, are, you know what I mean?
0: The term POC, people of color, does not include black people in my eyes. Right
1: on. So, yeah, man, and, and it's on I mean, because other people color, yeah, other people color don't get the same. Right. Bro, it's really real.
0: most people of color be against black people anyway. But that's a discussion mm-hmm. for another day. Yeah, but we'll right. speak to. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say stick to anime and sports, but if that. Let me pull my notes back. Quick. You know how long it takes me to brush my teeth? Probably 30 minutes. (laughs) Almost, bro. About a good And then my next question is so I know, like, all across all boards and major sports, the salary caps are going to take big hits. So, do you think, as a two part question, part one, do you think we will see a lot of one year deals? like okay i'm not gonna sign this five-year deal knowing the cap might be messed up for a couple of years and if they do or and do you see players taking that way and that thought into it knowing the risk of taking a one-year deal knowing you could get hurt at any moment and then that's your career or do you think players would be more willing to risk it just because they don't want to play themselves in the short run I mean, it's all going to be dependent on, one, the sport,
1: two, the team, three, the player. Okay, starting with the sport, because the sport like uh, Major League Baseball and soccer, where there is no cap, It doesn't matter. They'll offer the player the player they want, whatever the player wants. Two, it depends on the player because somebody like a KD, any superstar in the NBA, NFL, is willing to take a shorter contract with more guaranteed bread up front because they're willing to bet on themselves because, you know, it's like, I'm a superstar. Somebody's going to always want me. So there's that. And then it depends on the team because there will always be stupid teams such as the Knicks. No matter who the Knicks hire, the Knicks, the Hornets, who always been, you know, just speaking strictly NBA, NFL, you could say the Texans, um, the the Dolphins seem to be changing the culture, so I don't want to list them, but I have to list them because past decisions, the Jets, who like bet on these big free agents, like spend all this money on them and never pans out, the Browns also fall into that category, and you know... These, some of these teams are going to spend that money regardless, even they, even if they don't have it. And they're willing to go over the cap, you know what I'm saying, to get people, too. So it, it depends a lot on the player, team, and sport, you know, these situations. Now, here's the thing. The biggest revenue for sports most people don't realize comes from a mix of TV deals and mm-hmm. sales selling those tickets and here's the thing the nba the, uh, the nba pa president already said that she believes next year the nba is going to have to play in the bubble again probably yeah. but i think if the, if it's still like this i don't think the nba is going to do a single i don't think the nba is going to do a single bubble i think they're going to do like multiple bubbles like across the country
0: mm, you think so and it's but can you that's what they were trying to do. That's to tough leave. to monitor, though. Like, having everybody in one area is better. Like, if you have two or three different bubbles just to travel, getting to another bubble, that might be the biggest issue, I feel like.
1: Yeah, but see, the thing is, I don't know if the NBA can fit all 20, 29 teams in one bubble. I just don't think that's possible. Maybe two locations where you you, you transport via private planes these players across these two, uh, these two bubbles where – you play ten to fifteen games, which would be you know three to four weeks in each bubble. You know you rotate between each. Yeah, that could work. But then, I don't. But then it's just a matter of figuring out some scheduling to make sure it's even travel and you know it's a lot that goes in that. But essentially, that's what it's going to come down to. NFL, they want to have fans so bad. I don't. I just. I don't know, man. NFL and college, and that's the reason. If if there's a reason why college football continues at FBS level this fall. Slash uh, college basketball, it's because of the simple fact um, it brings too much revenue in. Like Alabama is projected to lose like almost thirty-five to forty million in revenue if they don't have a football season That's with fans. Crazy. Yeah, man, it's, it's a crazy world we live in, man. But just due to that, the amount of money at stake, I I can't see. Um, <laughs> I I can't. I can't see it not happening. I, I could at first, and I was hoping they would do that just because of the amount of risk for the players. But you know, they don't care about the college players for sure. And I'm tired of seeing people say, you know, like they, you know, scholarship is getting paid. God. Dude, how many athletes have you knew on full ride scholarship who were still coming over to your crib trying to eat, asking if you had someone, You know what I'm saying? If you could spot right. them, or you seen them struggle?
0: I actually, um, my line brother. Played football at Ball State, and then before I moved to Houston, I moved into like their football house until it's time for me to hit the drive down to Houston. So I definitely have seen Division one athletes with full ride scholarships coming to the house hungry, looking for something to eat, just anything at that point. So firsthand knowledge, you are right.
1: Yeah, man, and same here. You know, my LBs, both my one of my LBs is going into a six year eligibility. Mm. <laughs> and I mean, shouts to him for gaming the system because they—he—he's graduating this master's, he not both walk on Saturday. But he's going into a PhD program now. But he bought out this last season, so he decided to accept his last another season of eligibility because of injury for oh, wow. another season. But the point being, I watched him and my tail struggling. My dudes who ran track for the school mm-hmm. on full ride watched them him struggle. My neos, you know, anybody know my neos you know all of them started, all of them played in the front seven. Them boys were struggling oh yeah you get the free meals you know you got free housing who do your education you know access to education dude they feed you these square meals two to three times a day you feel me you, and you having to fend for yourself on weekends the little um people don't realize a lot of these players too also have families already so you're trying to take care of you know your, your kid and your girl you plus you know people come from poverty so you any money you get when they get their uh when they get those uh what do they call it you know what i'm talking about uh, mm-hmm. cost of living when they get those coas cost of attendance every semester they send almost all that back to their family because their parents have you know family back home are struggling so bad so i mean they need they deserve to be paid it's a billion dollar industry you can't tell me that you can't cut off these players right and, and
0: they paying commissioners and the whole NCAA wild, bro. But in the next 10 years, it'll probably all be different. They've taken the right steps so far. And you got a shout-out. Um, who deserves a shout-out? Well, NCAA football-wise, that's kind of its own thing. But what's the ball – what's the name? The ball brother's dad. I can't think of it right now. The Lonzo Ooh. Balls brother, uh, dad, I mean.
1: Oh, the. He, he uh, uh,
0: uh, uh,
1: See? <laughs> I can't either. Uh, LaVar, LaVar yeah.
0: Shout out to LaVar. Cause what was it, you remember he started his JBL league and I think that was painful.
1: Mm-hmm. He forced the, yeah, he paved the way. We, we mm-hmm. said this when I for a half. remember me, and you this talked JBL? about JBL? He made, yeah. He made the the uh, NBA have to make the W uh the, the G League they a real to. viable thing. And now we seeing, yeah. And now we seeing players. You know what I'm saying? Now we seeing players uh, go to the G League, sign for like 500k. Mm-hmm. So
0: shout out to Levar Ball for starting the movement. He pressured the NBA in the right way. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And then also, you know, shouts to him too because. He he might he might end up being successful three for three, but right now I'm cool with two for three. He
0: will yeah. have
1: gotten two of, of his three sons to be top three picks in the W. I'm
0: in the and the, NBA. Uh, and the I believe leangelo help. He, I think he signed a G League contract.
1: Yeah, yeah he, so did. He, he did. he right. on He, right. he, he did. might find so, himself
0: on an NBA roster in the next few years, and then all three of your kids are in the NBA. And I think the thing that really right. messed him up with all that yeah. stuff that happened at UCLA.
1: Oh, yeah, he should have never. He knew he belonged in college. He was like a three or yeah. four-year college player to be one. He dollar definitely would have been in
0: college at least two years.
1: Man, just I'd be, I'd be just thinking about, imagine yeah. the youngest one. Imagine LaMelo having played college. He would have been, been, been pretty balling. Pretty. But, you know, I think it worked out best for him. Yeah. You know, playing... Uh, Overseas because he 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 grew. You know when he started off in Lithuania, he was like six yeah, three, and I was like six, six seven. That boy came back to high school at that at that big school in He's Ohio. Fired. You know, a top ranked school in Ohio, fire. He had jumped up to like six five, and then fast forward another year, he had grown to uh, six seven when he went down our. That's
0: wild. And I think that'll be better for him anyway because yeah, it's not how like because the NBA isn't so much system ball as it is in college, and we see. Well, we've seen a lot of players like Luka Doncic that come, they've been pros since they were kids and so the transition to the NBA is seamless, but I can't really, there's been other players, yeah. uh, Moutier, uh even Brandon Jennings, even though he had a stellar rookie year, there have also been players, he really didn't have that good of a rookie year he had the one game He had yeah he was just scored a play. lot as a rookie and but even so it's not in every yeah. case is it where they go overseas and skip college does it translate the nba success <clears throat> but at the same time it's rare you really see unless they're like a, a super talent like you've seen them play and knew they had no business in college like zion everybody knew he had no business in college but he had to go or even like a, a John Wall, a no, Rose, I, I said, I, no, and even no, Anthony Davis.
1: No, yeah, I can agree with those. Yeah, the Marcus, and, Cousins. Uh, Marcus Cousins. But I'll, I'll, I'll say this, though, with Zion. We didn't know for sure about mm-hmm. Zion because the whole thing was, even with him in college, you just didn't know how well that would translate right. to the NBA. Because in the NBA, everybody's, you know, it's just a much higher level. And we didn't think he could do some of the same things, which he's right. showing us he can, but it's still, albeit, at a much more controlled rate. Now, I will say this. I thought he had lost a lot of weight. There must have just been pictures. See, I think
0: to me. I, he looked in the in those pictures, it looked like he lost some weight, but he was gone for, like, one or two weeks. And somebody like him, if he's not working out or anything, it's probably easy to find him back home. But I feel like Zion yeah. just matching a yeah. guy like that. And if he's not constantly working out or doing something, it's gonna just go back to that.
1: Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I will say this too. I think he's one of the few players. Like we say it all the time, we think so and so can play football or they can play something other than their sport. I think he one of the very few. I think he could have been like a cold-blooded tight end. DM. Oh, he,
0: yeah, I could definitely see him playing defensive end. He could be a defensive tackle. And if if they got him to stay working out in the gym, I could definitely see him playing some type of outside linebacker, too. Maybe tied in because he can jump out of the world, too. People forget when he got drafted, he
1: was the heaviest player in the NBA. Almost 300 pounds. (laughs) He was weighing 290. Yeah, he was 290. Now, right now, I think he's still floating around 270, 275 or something. But... He was heavier than Boban Marijakovich, you know, who was the tallest player in the NBA, like seven, seven five or something like that, you feel me? So we knew it was a problem there, but he's translated his game well to the uh, NBA. And, you know, generally, I'd say more often than not, if foreign-born players who come from overseas are better in the league versus player American-born players who go play pro overseas instead of college.
0: Why do you think that is?
1: I don't know why. I don't know if it's because, you know, like a lot of these are college players and American-born players who go play overseas ball mm-hmm. after high school, you know, they get thrown into environments that I'm familiar with. You know, sometimes they don't get the playing time they expected, so they don't get to develop their game on court like you would if you were in college getting all the shots you wanted, et cetera. But, like, the foreign-born players are just born into playing up from such a young age, because, you know, like Luca, like you'd already said, he'd been playing pro since he was Mm -hmm. like 11 or 12. So he was used to playing up his whole life, playing with grown men. And he said it's harder over there. He said it's harder to score overseas than it is here in uh, the NBA. I don't know, that's that's a weird thing. Uh, We need to look into that. I wonder why. It's like a much harder transition for American players coming from uh, overseas
0: uh, contracts to transition to the NBA than it is for foreign players who played overseas? I think, I don't know. I was going to say maybe it's because, like, a lot of overseas, like, they are pros at, like, 12, 13, 14. So they're already playing against grown men. Because some, there's some um European players, overseas players, that the team in the NBA have been trying to get for years, and they just won't come over. But mm-hmm. they've been pros, and they're, like, 11 and 12. Yep. So at that age, you're playing against grown men for like luca he was a pro when he was 12. that's six We came to nba with 18 or 19. that's seven years you got to seven your heads even if you're one of the best middle school players high school players college players you're not you're might in high school you might face. It. if you want to include uh if you want to include you ball you probably play against three you probably play against a lot of players that'll become pros one day but at that moment they're not playing you as a pro whereas overseas in europe china anywhere like that europe you're, these guys have been pros for eight nine ten years and they're 25. so their game will be a lot more mature right. the game's going to be a lot more competitive there's going to be just some just a lot more insight those players have compared to you playing in college at 18 against other 18 year olds that have no idea what it is to be a pro, how to practice like a pro, how to prepare like a pro. Because most uh, American-born kids, until they really until they get to college, even some until they get to NBA, they really just rely on their talent, being taller than their body, being faster yeah. than their body. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they get to Where league, everybody's, everybody's fast, talented. everybody's strong, everybody can jump out the field you know i tell people this all the time people laugh and be like they're all sorry people there's nobody actually oh there's nobody yet. like when people like i've made jared dudley joke about he could come to any gym around with people i'm around normal like there's normal people nine to five everyday job type of people and he won't come off the court yeah
1: right you know what i'm saying yeah we make those jokes all the time i tell folks like bro we can joke but these niggas will come run us off any court any given point you know what i'm saying uh Who's somebody old who be looking, looking real garbage? Jared, Dudley.
0: Uh, and Corey, and Corey <laughs>
1: Brewer, Corey Brewer, everybody, bro. He will come to gym, be unstoppable. That's what I'm trying to tell him. Like everybody, in the NBA is talented. You got to have something to be, especially honest. if you Robert
0: last about. as long as Gerald Dudley and Corey Brewer have for that in your mid 30s. You're doing something right. Cause it's it's kids oh, who yeah, are for sure. It's people who come in the league at. 20 and they retire at
1: 23. Yep. <laughs> or they you see or it's some who be here maybe year two years max. You look up and they they on some highlight in the Chinese basketball
0: association mm-hmm.
1: dropping right. 50. You like, oh, what happened to him?" It's true. Lance Stevenson was one of right. them. People forget how cold he was coming out of mm-hmm. high school, bro. He's the all-time high school leading scorer in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn history. You know what I'm saying? Started off solid. Uh, he came from a where is that, Marquette? Was it Marquette? I feel like he came. Might from be it. No, he came from St. John. It, it was one of them and he came had success in the league, but it started filtering out. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of and that's the other thing I want to tell people, too. With the NBA, almost more so than any other sport, except for football, I'd say it's just as dependent on who drafts you as your talent. Because you can have all the time in the world, if you get saddled with the horrible coaching staff, horrible GMs who put you in bad positions with trash teams, trash moves, you know, there won't be anything you can do to develop further. Now, one person who's bucking that trend is certainly Devin Booker. But generally, more so than not, we see a lot of players, star players, who reach a ceiling of sorts, you know what I'm saying, playing on their sorry teams, and then they go to better teams and now they're sort of exposed because it's like oh you he really wasn't that good you know what i'm saying just being real Kimba walker is a prime example to me Balled out in charlotte i been in, you know been an average type player with the coaches uh,
0: who, who else you think that but i think to? more so for kimba i don't want to say it's like i think it's kind of him more so from finding his niche with the team and not really trying to take over because even like when they first drafted, cause I think the first piece of that what the team have now when they drafted Jalen Brown, and I was honestly on the draft day. I think they picked him third. I'm like, who is this? But I didn't. Know.
1: Oh, see, I knew about Jalen Brown because I go to I, I was I've been covering the EYBL for a few right. years, and I saw him when he was playing with uh, was at the who's that? I saw him at the Peach Jam. He was playing with some Atlanta squad, and he was like the number two overall recruit coming in uh, out of high school. And he made the unorthodox choice. People thought he was going to Kentucky. He and, like, the number one overall player went to uh, yeah. Cal, And I'm not talking about no regular Cal, y'all. I'm talking about the Cal, like, Murphy, <laughs> where the Brainiacs right. go. You know what I'm saying? So we knew he was different then. But, like, the Celtics, I, I feel bad for the Celtics. This is why. All these draft picks they had, they didn't flip it into not one important piece. <laughs> the best they did was draft Jalen Brown, who was becoming a star. And um Jason uh, Yeah. <gasps> Jason Tatum who's also damn, who's also um starting to come into his own. I ain't putting either one of them at the start. No, not
0: yet. And I think like I but think that's willing, why man. we kinda see like Gordon Hayward, even though he had that injury, like we kinda see Gordon Hayward and even Kimba Walker more so finding their fit instead of trying to make it their team, especially when they see Jalen Brown and how Jason Tatum play. I believe that's kind of why we kind of see a shrinkage in them. Because I mean, Kemba used to be the only pod. Like, I don't, I honestly don't think anybody else from, for uh, Charlotte, since Kemba was drafted, had averaged more than like 12 besides him. Maybe, maybe for, in the yeah. earlier year work? before Batum kind of started getting washed up. Actually, no, no, nah. I'm trying to think because Batum was Batum was a, Batum, he oh, was yeah. cold
1: Batum was he's always been solid
0: he was he better was, before he was than better though. with the Blazers but I think when he went to Charlotte when the fall off started because he had not been good so he probably he might have had a few seasons at 15 or more probably 15 and under but I don't think any, I don't think Kimba had any competent players with him in Charlotte Jordan don't get me wrong Jordan's a great player but when it comes to owning a team that ain't his thing, cause they've missed on so many draft picks. Besides, Kimba. I don't
1: know, man. I don't know, but that's part of part of that's cause of Jordan, though. Uh, cause Jordan don't know how to. <laughs> he ain't drafted well. He ain't signed well. He ain't had no real good coaches there.
0: Like, uh, yeah. get Mark Jackson a job, twenty twenty one or twenty two. <laughs> I agree, I agree, bro, but if you look at the actual
1: reasons why he got let go, it makes Why'd he get let go? Sense. He, like, well, there was multiple things going on, but one of the things was there was an issue with some of the players He was, like, forcing religion on the team. And then, too, he was uh, feuding with the front office as well.
0: I, yeah, I think I remember seeing something about that.
1: And then the other thing as well was... Um, he had a couple scandals going on in his regular life that had got out. Like, he cheated on his wife with some stripper and tried to pay her to have a fortune. To it, <laughs> it, was, it was a lot behind the scenes, but essentially, he was fusing with the front office about some of the moves they were trying to mm-hmm. make, which included bringing in, you know, Eagle Dollar, et cetera, et cetera. And, and his offense, this was the thing. He helped mold the Warriors, but Steve Kerr took him over. Right, the top. yeah, definitely. Mark Jackson helped draft them. He helped draft them, but I think he drafted Draymond. Mm-hmm but he wasn't really playing draymond steve kerr came in and you know started him in the starting lineup put iggy on the bench and sort of changed their entire play style because if you go watch the way they played mm-hmm. steph didn't blow up until steve kerr took over steph had some explosions but he wasn't right. like nobody was talking about steph as the Knicks And before one moment, Kerr you
0: know or even clay before kerr got there steph always had them ankle injuries
1: yep that's what i'm saying now, what Mark Jackson did do is he preached the defense. Their defense was like top five his last two or three seasons they yes. coaching. And all Steve Kerr had to do was implement, switch everything. Yeah. But Steve Kerr came and revolutionized the offense, rebuilt the bench, essentially he, he put him over the top. And you know, it, it's sad to say, but there's always going to be coaches like that who are solid, but not spectacular, who can't get their team over that next top. And so you have to just bring in some fresh blood in order to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, prime examples of that the thunder tried to with scott brooks you know what i'm saying they got close they made the finals in 2012 but after that they kept they stagnated they needed a new voice so they brought in billy donovan from florida at the time who's been really successful as the thunder coach um who else who else the clipper we'll, we'll see with doc rivers out there because he ain't done nothing either um Houston is a prime example. I think they're gonna have to get rid of like they can't re-sign D'Antonio after this year. It's just not doing it. His offense, his defense, like they're not gonna win the title down. Mm-hmm. Um Uh the Bucks had to get rid of Jason Kidd, bring in Bowden Hose, you know what I'm saying? And start making a uh, start making moves up their their conference standings and in the playoffs. That's proved successful. Uh Help, help me out here, man. I know I'm missing some people. Uh, the Pacers, the Pacers had to, uh, they had a Larry Bird as the coach for a long time. Then they had a, mm-hmm. God Frank Vogel is who they they brought in, who, who took him to the conference finals. They weren't making the conference finals. They brought him in. They were a playoff team, but they weren't, you know, perennial playoff team, nor like a contender. They brought him in. The point being, sometimes it's just how it goes. You know, a coach can only do so much with the with this roster before his team becomes um, you know you too used to hearing you you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I mean that's just that but I agree he does deserve a job though
0: hire Mark Jackson but yeah I'm wanting to see it like we were saying this was just our little recap this is the season finale We're going to look forward to next season, try some new things, have some better topics, put you guys onto some better anime. Hopefully we have sports to talk about, but if not, we're going to bring back our black women in sports series. And we'll also be bringing in just some black athletes um, in general, just to have some interviews for the sports section. Any last thing you want to say, Nico?
1: Nah, man. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We're coming back bigger and better. You know, every time we leave and come back,
0: you know what I'm saying? We upgrade. Like we said, man. And we're out. Appreciate y'all for listening. And we'll see y'all next season. Peace.